Hello and welcome to Dear Lunit, Melbourne Demons fan podcast. Nits, it's been a long eight weeks, but footy's back. What did you think of that game against Carlton? Well, I think the song fiasco at the end kind of summed up the entire performance, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing not having Max Gorn in the centre, one of the most recognisable captains in the game. It's like what? seven foot tall. Not even just Max Gorn, though. They were also missing Ed Langdon. They were also missing Tomlinson. Right. They're missing... All the new recruits. To yeah, celebrate. exactly. So, look, usually the song is the type of thing that that's the easy part to get right. <laughs> uh, apparently not in the case of our football club. So, look, I thought it was all so comical and very reflective, I think, of the of the three quarters that we played after after quarter time. Yeah, it is pretty inept. And, I mean, the usual football cliche is you can't play a quarter and then win, but I guess you can. When you're case. against Carlton. When you're against Carlton. Yeah, yeah, who will find more comical ways to mess it up. Yeah, it was – Pretty shoddy, but um, look, we're going to talk about the game in a lot more detail. Before we do, do that, though, um, a quick life update from us. Um, as our loyal fans, we know, we, we moved to Mexico um, last year with no job, no real prospects, just have a bit of an adventure, and we're still here. As, yes. As coronavirus cranks up. And our adventure is um, in our apartment in Mexico City. Mm. Yep. So it's not really like we're gallivanting around Tulum or Playa del Carmen or seeing anything particularly cool in the country. But yep. I'm see- we're seeing a lot of each other. And we we're in the process of making a new podcast, which I'm sure some of you loyal listeners have seen the uh, shameless self, <laughs> shameless promotion, cross promotion for. Sure, and it's going to continue. Lost in Mexico podcast, um, Nita's journey through Mexico. Um, it's pretty cool, I think. We spent a lot of time on it. Yes. We've tried to ramp up from our um, somewhat questionable production standards on Deluded. Well, Kieran is now the, the sole executive producer of Lost in Mexico, so he's been mm. moved and relegated from a uh, speaking part to a production part. Right, right. So if you do like the Nita part of the podcast equation, I would suggest listening to Lost in Mexico and maybe trying to splice out the bits of me in Deluded. That's <laughs> probably a best option. But I'm still here, and I managed to keep the introduction, which you've been trying to get rid of. Yeah, so because now we have an abundance of... Free time due to the fact that we are unemployed in an apartment in Mexico City. I suggested that we needed to do more to basically, um, we just needed to rejig, rewire, whatever Ross Lyon terminology you want to use, not except mm. for, except for rebuild, um, the de- deluded uh, podcast. And so I suggested cutting the Rowan Bale Award. I suggested which, cutting the Damien Barrett Award. Which I think the fans will be very disappointed about. Um, and I'm expecting to get a lot of messages about how unfortunate that is. But for this week, it's gone. The Rowan Bale Award is gone. Um, I actually wanted to cut Hello and Welcome to Deluded. Which I think is a bit harsh. I mean, I think that's what people like. It's like this oasis of stability in a, <laughs> in a difficult world. But, but right, exactly. We'll see. But we're going to have a new, a new theme song, which is going to come in from next week. We're gonna, we have a new Facebook group, in fact. Yes. We've decided to shift our social media focus, which has been fairly inept. Well, it was quite comical because it was so funny. We had a friend who was visiting Mexico um, who works in marketing and social media marketing, and he was visiting before COVID hit. And we told him about our deluded marketing efforts, and we showed him our very slick uh, Instagram page, which features, I kid you not, the same photo over and over again. So it is literally a page. (laughs) 
<laughs> assembled by Kieran of the same photo 30 times in a row. To be clear, so, I don't have Instagram. Well, so to be clear, I, I mean... shouldn't have been the social media manager. So. Consistency is, is, is definitely not lacking, but um, <laughs> it's not the most aesthetically pleasing when you literally have the same photo 30 times over. And Kieran was completely unaware of the fact that this would not be a, a fruitful social media marketing campaign. And I guess remarkably, you never looked at our Instagram page after it being up for two years. So there you go. Uh, but... So Instagram is going to be ditched, which I'm very happy about. We're not very visual people, we've realized. We're all about the words. No, exactly. So we've got this new Facebook group, which is called Deluded, the Melbourne Demons fan community. Um, and it's going to be a place where we can have, you know, debates about all the inane stuff that goes on during the week about the club. So I think it should be good fun. So I'd love for you to check it out. We're also going to move from our current Facebook page. So in case anyone is um, interested in the mundanity of our social media strategy, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. But we would also love it if you all could please subscribe, um, rate, and please provide written reviews of this podcast because we really written are. Written reviews, you sound like it's like a, you're a school teacher. You <laughs> well, I, we're just we're really determined this season Leave it in our to mailbox. Exactly. <laughs> no, well, we're determined this season to rise up the ranks. You know, this is going to mm. be our year. We say this in episode one of Deluded every year. Yeah, but this year is different. Yeah. We have no job, Kieran. We no, don't have jobs. No, those fat cats at the debrief and the D's podcast. You know, they've been at the top for a long time, but some kind of young upstarts with the Facebook group. I reckon we're challenged this year. We're, we're ready. So please, <laughs> please help us rise uh, through the ranks. Okay. So enough of that navel gazing. Let's just get straight into it. Uh, we've got a new segment this year, which is called Disagreements of the Week. Title may change in subsequent weeks. The title was, was, was my idea. So please uh, let us know your feedback. Um, and basically, this is just going to be the stuff that we've been yelling at each other about in the last few days. And we'd love to get your thoughts on on future topics, but Neats, you can lead us off with your truly ridiculous call. I think that Melbourne will finish below the Suns this year. I mean, I think it speaks for itself how stupid that is, but do you want to... I, I don't actually think it sounds that stupid. I know, you know, a lot has been said about, you know, Matt Rowell and the performance of the Suns against West Coast, and, and you, I know, think that it's, you know, just reflective of the fact that the Suns regularly have false dawns where they always look like they're coming and then they never quite do. But in my case, I just think that they've got a lot more – they've just got a lot more talent across the ground than we do. I looked at the game, watching the game on uh, the other day, I can't even remember which time zone we're in, so I'm always confused which day it is. But anyway, watching the game the other day, it really felt as though Gorn is obviously our best player and our most important player, and we can get into whether or not you agree with that later, Kiz, but Gorn, Track, Oliver, great. But after that, everyone just kind of – we just don't have much, and we're against Carlton, let's be clear. We're not against, like, Richmond, you know, and everybody just kind of fell apart. Like, I really don't – I've got sort of serious um, question marks over – for example, Tom McDonald this year, I, I'm quite concerned that you know, will we get will we get much from him this year? It's it's really unclear. Or will this be a repetition of last year? I mean, his performance on the weekend wasn't ideal. Um, no goals and no real pressure, nothing. And then you Some know, good chases though. Yeah, and a couple of good tackles, but you know, 
not really much in terms of a goal-kicking threat. Bailey Fritzel, who I love and super talented player, kick four behinds. And obviously he'll be better than that in the future, but how much can we really expect of him to be, you know, particularly when the best defender seems to be going to him because he looks like our most threatening forward. Then we've got Jaden Hunt, who's, you know, always been a bit of an, an, an anomaly and, and, you know, obviously provides some zip, but will he, can he be a regular goal kicker? I don't know. Neil Bullen, I'm not sure. And then, you know, like who, who, where is the forward line? I just don't think we're going to be able to kick enough kick enough goals this year. I mean, even if our midfield looks okay and our back line starts to steady with um with Tom McDonald, sorry, with uh, uh Lever and May, anything front of center just looks a little bit shambolic. Yeah, but I mean, we're going to get Cozzy Pickett back in. Sure, you, you but ha- he's a you young have, player. Sure, you have to imagine that Harley Bennell will keep improving, right? He got through the game, looked really promising. Um I also think we do have some players that have shown a bit that could hopefully take a step up. I mean, Mitch Hannon's had a lot of problem with injuries, had a really good game in the reserves. I think this could be a year where he gets going a little bit. And what look, do you think about Melksham, though? Uh, Melksham's a worry, I have to admit. He hasn't been great since 2018. I just think, look, I completely agree that the Ds are not a great team, and I don't expect we'll make finals. But worse than Gold Coast? I mean, the Gold Coast, okay, they had one game. They shocked West Coast, right, after being atrocious in round one, to be clear, against Port Adelaide. Um, you know, they're a young team. They've got young buddies. We still have in our midfield, Gorn, Viney, Oliver, Petrarca. And I think as the season goes on, having big bodies like that will mean that we'll finish higher than Gold Coast. I mean, they've got kids, you know, last year they won their first three games. Sure. I agree with that. I just wonder, you know, we, we have to remember we finished 17th. We only just beat them last year, despite having these very mature bodies. I mean, mm arguably last year, our midfield should have absolutely crushed their midfield given the fact that we had these mature bodies in there. But don't you and think yet we only just beat them by a point and we probably should have lost that game. But don't you think our back line is going to be a lot better? And I admit they played pretty badly this week, but I still think with... I mean, Lever played well. May didn't have a good game, but I think he'll get better. Some of his kicks back in, you know, his kickouts were a little bit of a head scratcher. Oh, sure, sure, his kickouts. But, you know, he's a big bodied player, which will help us, which we didn't have last year. Um, and then, you know, I still have some faith in players like Joel Smith. I mean, he had a bit of a stinker, but I think we've got some good talent back there. And then Rivers, good young kid coming through. Like Marty Rivers. Hall will come back, presumably after the injury. I think our backline looks a lot better than it used to be. Our midfield could not be worse than last year, particularly if track keeps improving. And our forward line look isn't great, but I don't, you know, even if it's the same as last year, I still think overall we're a better team than last year. I mean, I, I can, I, I definitely think we'll be better than we were last year because that was a debacle, but I don't necessarily know if we're going to finish particularly high or higher than Gold Coast, if that makes sense. So like, even if we are by our own standards and by the standards of the club, a better team, because you've added Langdon who provides some zip and, you know, it just couldn't be as bad as last year. I still don't know how much, how much that's going to be reflected in ladder position. Do you think Goodwin survives if we finish below Gold Coast? Absolutely not. There's well, absolutely- I mean, assuming Gold Coast is something like 14th or something. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If we finish below, I mean, I think there's a good chance we'll finish below Carlton. We really shouldn't have beaten mm. them on the weekend yeah. at all. Like, yeah. really, they, Cripps- They dominated most of the game. Absolutely. The yeah. And Cripps, compl- Cripps missing two goals. Um, they, I mean, if it no wasn't cruiser. Carlton- Yeah, no cruiser. Newman was out of the game after the first quarter. I mean- Look, I thought that they they really should have won that game. It was just it was just that they're Carlton and then they've got this sort of losers mentality, so to speak. But yeah, yeah it's like the opposite Trademark of Melbourne. The, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like the anti uh, Chicago Bulls uh, circa nineteen nineties, uh, you know, fig jam mentality, right? 
Uh, I don't think anyone has ever put Carlton or Melbourne in the same <laughs> sentence as the 1990s Chicago Bulls. I'm just saying. A good last dance reference. Trying yeah. To keep, it, keep it relevant. Just to trying listeners. to keep our listeners <laughs> engaged. Yeah, yeah. We watched it. Please also let us know your thoughts on the last dance because we had plenty. <laughs> um, something more positive. And this is my big core of the week. Christian Petrarca is our most important player. I just think you look at what this guy can do, and you've been an absolute doubter of him for a long time. I mean, last year you just kept griping at him, even though he had a pretty solid season. I think after the first couple of rounds, really, the jury was out. Oh, come on. You were complaining about him all season. He looks like a level above, and he could genuinely be the best player in the competition. I really don't think there's any doubt about that. He could be All-Australian this year. Look what this guy can do. I mean, he's got that dusty ability to break out without looking like he can be tackled. His kicking is really good, and his kicking for goals gotten better. Well, here's the thing. I think it's um, – I have a lot of theories on this. So, first of all, I don't think he's going to be our most important player. I think Gorn still is the most important player. See, I disagree with and, that. And I Track think- hasn't gotten any attention yet, and once he starts getting attention, it'll be you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Well, let, let me explain that a bit. I mean, Gorn is clearly incredibly important to us, but – the truth is, I think a lot of teams are getting better at reading Gorn's taps, right? After that first quarter, I mean, Carlton became pretty good at nullifying Gorn. And you look at round one, Gorn didn't have a great game. He's still a really good player, but I think teams are starting to work out some strategies, right? Like maybe they play two Ruckmans and just bash into him all day. Maybe they read the taps. He's very important. I don't think he's our most important player. I think he can be down and we can win. Clary's a great player, but I still think other players like Viney can fill in. What Petrarca can do in terms of uh, linking into our forward line, kicking goals, being even a marking target. I just think he has something that no one else in the team has. And if he's down, I don't see where we get goals. He's looking hes looking amazing at the moment. He really is. He's looking incredible. And as I told you during the game, I mean, I think that one thing that will help track, particularly with the goal kicking, is that there's no crowds. Mm. Because, <laughs> you know, you, I mean that seriously. It must be a lot easier not to get psyched out when there's nobody like abusing you in the crowd. Yeah. For someone who seems pretty cocky, I don't know if he loves the pressure of the big set shot. Um, he always looks a little bit anxious, but you know, that might change now. Yeah. He's looking ripping. He's looking unbelievable. He's looking incredible. And I agree. He's looking like he's in career best form and this could be the real season for him. And I hope it is. Yeah. That Um, goal he kicked in that. Oh, amazing. was was something else. I think our only goal in two and a half quarters. Yeah. It was incredible. I I mean, I still don't know if I'm willing to put him above a three-time All-Australian given that he's played two good games, but you know, let's, let's (laughs) just like, let's just, you know, make big calls now, Kieran, early in the season. All right, fine. We'll post it on the Facebook group. I don't think we can win many games without track getting going. I think. Okay. So what's our next di- next disagreement for the week? Well, you've always been a bit of a hater of Chunk. Nathan I've Jones. never been a, ch- a hater not, of you've Chunk. Never I've always his loved contribution him. To the club. That's absolutely not true. Don't lie. Come then, on. Then you, why are you calling for him to be dropped after <laughs> a game where, frankly, all of your other cronies like Angus Brayshaw did nothing? Yeah, Gus wasn't great either. No, look, I, I don't have um, – I think that ultimately I'm a little bit – yeah, un- under unfairly uh, targeted. I'm kind of like the Jerry Krause of, um, of you know, of the deluded podcast. Like I make a harsh call and then you just assume that I'm some heartless, horrible person who's just trying to break up a dynasty, even though this is not a dynasty, clearly. You have poor instincts, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't understand human beings. Yeah. Uh, I would never have tried to get rid of Scotty Pippen. But anyway. Um, Are you suggesting that Nathan Jones is Jordan or Pippen? No, or? I'm not suggesting. <laughs> I don't really think it makes sense. Fine, this parallel isn't really going anywhere. I'm just going to stop with the last dance references. But look, I think that with Jones, he didn't have a great game and obviously he missed the first game. Um, though, And though 
sort of have heard he had a very very good preseason. I think it would be helpful um, to to put in a young player like Cozzy. Um, and but why does Jones need to go out? Well, because who else would you pull out? I guess is my question. Who else would you drop in I place mean, for Cozzy? There's plenty of options, but I like mean, pick one. So you could drop you could drop uh, Luke Jackson. So Luke Jackson, sure, but if you, I think they should probably drop Luke Jackson anyway, and Weed would probably come in for Luke Jackson, not mm. not Cozzy. So you know, otherwise, where's the tall? Where's the marking target? So I would say that you would drop Jones um, for Cozzy, and I think that you know, for because I, I don't really see how you can drop. Neil Bullen, I can't believe I'm even saying this, but I don't see how you can drop Neil Bullen when he did kick two goals and we only and that's like what a quarter of the goals we kicked for the game. And then I don't see how you can drop Jaden Hunt when he kicked three goals. So who do you drop? I guess is my question. So I mean, and you I drop Brayshaw. Yeah, but they're not even playing in the same position, right? Gus but, is playing but, in the midfield. Yeah, I mean it's hard to really know where Gus is playing, to be honest. He doesn't seem to have a very clear role. Nathan Jones seems to have been, at least in the preseason, a bit of a half forward type. Although, once again, I wasn't completely sure where he was meant to be playing either. But, like, no tackles from Jones and there's no forward pressure, yeah. right? Like, they, he laid no tackles for the whole game. And so I just think that it makes sense to put Cozzy in and I think you need to give the young guys an opportunity. And so oh, I, I fully support that. I just think, look, Jones is being tried in a new role and I do think we need a half-forward link, right? Like, uh, we're not getting anything going into the forward line. Milkshakes used to play a bit more of that role. Well, but, do you drop milkshakes then? No, no. He's too important to us. Well, then who do you drop then, Kieran? Who do, how do you bring in Cozzy Pickett? I don't know. I would rather drop Neil Bourne. I understand he kicked a couple of goals, but he probably had like only a handful of touches. Right, but he applied right? some pressure, right? It's it's just a difficult thing. I don't know. I just feel a little bit, believe me, I'm not the person who's, uh, you know, the normal person who's championing Neil Bourne to stay in the team. But like it's, I just don't see how you you make way for Cozzy. And I, I just think we need to also treat this year a little bit as a development year in some ways and sort of accept a reality, which is that we're not that great a team. We're not, we, we have this debacle of a forward line we're trying to figure out. So let's use some young players and see if we can get them to get them going. I agree to an extent. I guess I'm a bit wary about calling this a development year after round two, because one thing I will say about this team is there is promise there. Like, I do think our back line is m- much better than it was in 2018. I think our midfield could very easily be better. I mean, it's the same people and some of them are better. Yeah. The forward line is a huge problem. But let's just say somehow, if Tom McDonald remembers how to play football again, right? We're actually not that bad a team. So I think it's a little bit early to go into development talk, right? No, I, Sometimes no, I teams know just need some wins to get going. I right? get that. I get that. And look, we'll see how we go. And look, I, I'm not calling for Jones to get dropped necessarily. It's more just that I don't it's know a where... Pretty, pretty weak, big call. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> I, I'm just calling for... I don't know. I feel like we need to put Cozzy in and I don't know how... There is a little bit of a changing of the guard that's happening in Melbourne at the moment. And we just need to accept that. That's like, true. that's the reason why Hibbard was dropped, right? Like, yeah. I, I'd be surprised to see how many more times Hibbard gets a go in the next couple of weeks over over Trent Rivers, for example. Yeah. You know? Well, let's let's move to that new segment. So, Neats, what made you smile this week? So, Trent Rivers, actually. I just thought he, he looked like he was really at home. He did some really nice things. I liked his story about... Um, getting into a car accident with Luke Jackson on the way to the ground. I so thought t- that so was. So tell me about this. What happened? Well, I saw him being interviewed on um, DTV as as I've been <laughs> as I've been known to watch in my spare time. Yeah. And he was talking about how he was he was on the way to the ground and he like backed into someone's car where he was trying to pick up Jacko or something like that. Mm. But it was a very endearing story. A cool story, Trent. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, but I just thought it was very cute that the two of them have played footy together since WA and they yeah, moved yeah. to Melbourne together and they're best friends and they debuted together and that's all lovely, isn't it? I love that. Yeah. What do you think about Luke Jackson? 
Uh, I just think he needs some development. It's much more polite than you were during the game. <laughs> no, I just think he's a young player and he needs some time. Interesting. Okay, well, we'll get your uncensored take on this a bit later <laughs> because you're much harsher than I thought. I was also very angry about the game in general, but yeah. Yes, as you usually are. But this is a positive segment. So what made me smile this week was, of course, Harley Bennell. Yes. Um, I'm just so stoked that they gave him a chance. I'm so stoked that he's managed to, at least to this point, survive with the calf. Um, it did sound like they d- they've done a completely different procedure on the calf to what they've done before. So maybe there's some chance that it could actually hold up this time. And just for people who haven't watched it, um, his reaction after getting picked, where he's basically on the ground crying, I just thought it was, it was really beautiful. It was a very touching moment. It really was. And, right. and it's, you know, he's obviously come so far and he's really tried to put his best foot forward. So hopefully we can get him going. Yeah, and I've said this before, and I do think the club has been pretty poor in developing Indigenous players, and I don't know why that is. Shockingly bad. But, I mean, you look at, you know, obviously, Liam Jara, so much talent, didn't work out. Maybe it couldn't have worked out anywhere, I don't know. But, I mean, since really Aaron Davey. Austin Wanamiri. Of course, Neville Judd has been great. But beyond that, I mean, yeah, we just haven't had many players who've who've really been established in the team. And you have to wonder about like cultural reasons. 100%, or, yeah. Um, so, you know, I really love that Cozzy, like we picked Cozzy, which is a bit of a risky move, right? People didn't think he'd be in the top 20. Um, I just like oh, it. He when, just looks like a gun. He looks like an absolute superstar. Um, so Superstar. Superstars are pretty early, Kieran. He just looks uh, talented and he just looks like a hard nut. I'm sorry. You watched that tackle that he did in that under 18 yeah, game. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, we'll, we'll post that in the group as well. It's just something else. So something to look forward to. But very happy about Harley Bannell. And just beyond the fact that we picked him, you know, he was very clean. I think he went over 80%, had like 15 touches. Getting through the game was the main thing for him, you know. And so hopefully this is just something he can build on. And and you know what? He's a goal-kicking mid when he's up and about. So we need him. So look, if if his body holds up, it'll be an amazing get for us. Yeah. And look, the thing I'll be keen to watch is how quick he is because it did seem like he was holding back a little bit. Uh, it wouldn't um, surprise me that's like by instruction as sure. opposed to by... You Very know. justified. But yeah. I mean, that is one thing that'll be interesting to watch because obviously when he started, he was electric. I mean, you probably remember that game against um, Geelong where he kicked six goals and had 30 possessions. He doesn't need to be that kind of player, but if he has a little bit of electricity about him, God, we can need it. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So next week, Kieran. Yes. Um, I don't really know what to think about the game. Well, it's against Essendon. Yes. This is a very important, this is like an eight point game for us. Exactly. For us personally, because we yeah. just despise Essendon. Well, why don't you explain really- the real reasons why you despise Essendon? Oh, I've, despised, uh, I've explained this many times on this podcast. Um, one of our, um, how would we say? I think you, the word say, is friend. Uh, friend is the word. Yes. One of our old friends, Adam Clancy is a diehard Essendon supporter. He's one of the most annoying supporters you could ever imagine. Why is he annoying? Oh, he just says the most stupid garbage. Like, um, you know, he's in 2005, he said Essendon had the best list in the competition and they didn't finish in the top eight. He said they beat West Coast. It, just ridiculous stuff. He's the kind of person who'll storm out of a game without saying anything to anyone if Essendon loses. Just an annoying fan. And now with Essendon winning, I mean, it's always been, this is what I kind of circle in the calendar every year, the big Melbourne Essendon showdown, which is <laughs> very important <laughs> to me. By two mediocre teams. Exactly. So putting aside that personal hatred, just something about Essendon just really gets me. Don't they just infuriate you? Not as much as like probably the Swans. Really? For me, the Swans, are, that's like that's like a real, you know, I look forward to that game. Yeah, you have a long history of acrimony with Swans fans. Yeah. Um, Thank but- you for listening, Swans fans, to this podcast. <laughs> I know a lot of you have uh, called for the uh, return of Deluded, and we're very appreciative no, yeah, of your yeah. we're downloads. Great, grateful for your support. Yeah. 
Um, so this game is very important. I'm obviously a bit worried about it because Essendon's had a decent start to the season. Um, and I don't know about a forward line, but look, Weed apparently kicked five goals in the fake reserves game where they didn't actually keep score. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you, why did they keep, what do you mean they didn't keep score? Because it was like, I think it was like 14 versus 14 and no scores kept. That's insane. All so, right. Well, because they have no VFL competition, right? Yeah. So, but you know, he kicked five goals. I think Mitch Brown also kicked five goals. So maybe we bring him in against his old team. Oh, that'll be the stuff. That's what everyone's been waiting for. The Mitch Brown uh, homecoming to Essendon. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I'm a bit worried about it. But look, I do think Weed should come in for Jackson. Jackson's pretty raw. He's shown a bit, but um, I think he can just develop a little bit. I mean, this is Weed's year. We say this every year. but He really has to break out this year. Yeah. But let's see how we go. What's your prediction, kids? Um, uh, I can't see us winning based on what I've seen in the first two rounds. I mean, I'd like to believe it, but I just think Eston looks a bit slicker, you know? Yeah, and they've been grinding out wins pretty well, you know, yeah. in the first two rounds. I think we'll go down by around 20 points. It's not going to be a great game, though, because I don't think either team is great at scoring goals. I mean, they've got McKernan. We have... Jake Stringer's looking pretty decent, though. Stringer's looking decent, but yeah, there's not that many options. Yeah, but I can't see us winning. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, thank you very much for joining, I suppose, round two of Deluded. We're very excited to be back. Um, please do join our Facebook group at Deluded, the Melbourne Demons fan community. Apparently, if you say community, it builds a sense of tribe and family among people. Is that what you've been reading on those Wellness Warrior um, <laughs> blogs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Actually, and then the first rule is not to mention what you're trying to do when you do Oh, that, okay. Right? All right. You're just... <laughs> so anyway, we're a community, we're a family, we're a tribe, and so on. Um, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Uh, please give us a rating if you could and a review. That would be lo- lovely as we ascend up the charts. Awesome. See you guys next week. Go Dees. Go Dees.